Hello, good morning. Here I am, Dr. Brenda Shoshana, back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. What a life it is these days. I'm somewhere else. I'm not in the city any longer. Had to get out of my apartment and so many, many, many quick changes, changes. And here I am in the country listening to the sound of the rain. Beautiful, beautiful rain. So good morning. Good morning. It is a today, Zen wisdom for today. And today is a same day, but a different day as every day is. <clears throat> the topic of our talk for today in the middle of what looks like such upheaval and chaos and change and sudden shifting. Our topic is, who is the one who never changes? Who is the one who is not busy? That's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful koan. Wonderful Zen koan. You know, we are in such flux now, and when we look at it, we sometimes don't know where we are anymore. Some wonderful teacher, Father Kennedy, Kennedy Roshi said at one point a while ago, I'm standing with my feet fully placed nowhere. <laughs> and that was a few months before in response to something else. And today, here we are again in a, sen- in a time of great, great change, which is the heart and soul of Zen practice. This is why we sit. This is how we sit to become aware of and in touch with and at home with change. And even at home with the, with the fear that comes, not to say feelings don't arise, the confusion, the fear, the shock, the surprise, all of that, all of that arises, arises, just the way change arises, those feelings also arise. And we're at home with those feelings as well. We're in the midst of all of it. We're in the, experiencing all of it, just as the moment arises. And then it changes again. The fear changes to maybe sadness. The sadness changes to joy. Listening to the rain, I feel such beauty and joy. The joy changes again to something else. And the heart of our Zen practice is allowing, allowing the change, allowing the moment to be just what it is and not making up all these stories about it, you know, catastrophizing. Oh my goodness, it's going to get worse and worse or oh my goodness, I'll never survive this or I won't have enough of this or that, which is those are the stories that the mind produces and it's like an echo chamber. So many of us, of course, take those stories and those fears very seriously and naturally as we sit day by day by day we learn that not to take them so seriously most of those stories or comments are not true at all they're just comments from the mind commenting fears put into our mind thoughts that come we don't take that so seriously we listen to them but we don't let them sweep us away This is a very subtle and important distinction to be aware and clear about what is actually happening. And yes, of course, to take appropriate action. Absolutely. 
necessary to isolate, we isolate. Necessarily to wash our hands, we wash our hands. But just washing your hands, not listening to the whole fearful story that accompanies it. That is what true Zen practice teaches us year by year, sit by sit, day by day, to be really, really as much as possible with this moment, with this day, with this sound of the raindrops, and not get carried away by all the possibilities that seem to assault our minds all the time. So I said, who is the one who never changes? In the midst of change, the one who does not change, the one who's appreciating the change, the one who is experiencing the change, oh yes. Even becoming one with the experience of change. In the midst of busyness, busyness, we've always been so busy, busy, busy. You know, now many of us are not so busy. That's itself an incredible moment. Not so busy. Can't run away or hide or distract ourselves in all of our activities. Now, I'm not saying activities aren't wonderful. They certainly are important and wonderful. We wake up, we wash our face, we wash our teeth, we make breakfast, we make coffee. We sweep the floor. We have many, many, many very important activities. I'm doing the podcast. We answer a phone. We plant in the garden. Many activities, of course. But even the one who is not busy is doing all these activities. Let's make a difference here, a distinction here, an important distinction. Because many people say, oh my goodness, now that I don't have all these people around me every minute to talk to, and I don't have all my activities to do, now that I'm not so busy, that's a scary time for many, many, many people. I've heard from many who say, oh my goodness, I'm going nuts. I don't know what to do with myself or Many, many emotions are arising, many thoughts are arising, many fears may be arising. <clears throat> yes, indeed, yes, indeed. What we are really being forced into is our Zen practice, whether, we, whether we're on the cushion or not, whether we're aware of it or not. The one who's so busy cannot keep running around as much. Still, be still, be still. And when we are still, what happens? Many things arise in our consciousness, which is why we keep ourselves often so distracted, busy, rushing, going here and there, doing everything so that all of it will not arise. So it's, it's not real action we're taking then when we're busy that way. It's really distraction. Interesting, the difference between action and distraction. We're distracting ourselves. Maybe from many feelings, thoughts, emotions, distraction, distraction. So now that we have to be more still and more planted and have less distraction, it's a very, very time, beautiful time really to find the one who is not busy, the one who doesn't need all these distractions, the one who is really willing and able to just be, just be, 
Just be alive, just to breathe, just to listen to the rain. To feel, oh, that's beautiful, that's enough. You know, often our life is just not enough. We always want more, more, more. More activity, more busyness, more food. Oh, I don't have enough food. I don't have enough toilet paper. I don't have enough whatever it is. We're kind of run by an idea of it's not enough. I'm not enough. Life isn't enough. What I've done isn't enough. My relationship isn't enough. Incredible craving. Craving, craving, more, more, more. I have to do more. And now when we sit and we cannot do more, often we're isolated in a room or maybe our activities are taken from us for now. So it's a very wonderful time to just be with the one who is not busy. To experience this moment just as it is. I want to tell you something very beautiful, really. Years ago, when I saw when Roshi was here, when he was alive, he said a wonderful, wonderful thing. He said, Zazen practice, simply sitting practice, simply being still and being willing to experience whatever arises without clinging to it without making up stories about it, just being with it and then letting it go and letting the next thing arise. That is actually Zazen practice, whether you're on a chair, on the cushion, taking a walk. He said that Zazen practice is the way we digest our lives. Usually we don't experience anything. It's like having food. We just gulp it down. We gulp our life down. We gulp everything down and we don't chew the food. We don't really taste it. We don't know how to digest our life to take the goodness and eliminate that which is not useful. And when we slow down like this and we're not busy, the big reward is we can taste our life. We can actually digest it. We're not gulping it down. We're not overwhelmed with so many stimulus that we can't taste anything. That's the value of being quieter, of limiting all the stimuli. Now, of course, in this day and age, where there's endless, endless news reports. Every minute the news changes, and we're hooked to the changing reports. Zazen practice says unhook from those changing reports. Unhook from it. Let them come and let them go. That doesn't mean don't be clear about events or what's going on, maybe once a day, maybe twice a day, but don't let it overwhelm your consciousness. Be with the one who is not busy. Be grounded. Be centered within your own being. Listen to the sound of the rain. Don't miss this beautiful day. And then when you come to the place of listening to the so-called news, you'll be able to differentiate so much more easily between what you need to know and what is just those stories from the echo chamber, the echo chambers, the fear coming in, 
the assumptions coming in, the projections coming in. Though that's like the voices in our mind which are constantly yelling at us or constantly offering different tales of doom. It's not valuable to hook into these stories and of doom. Just stay with the fact, stay with the moment, stay with what's real for you. <clears throat> stay centered within your being. And then what's useful, positive construction, constructive activity will bubble up for you. You'll find good ways to spend the day, good ways to help others. Maybe you'll call a few people who really need to hear your voice. Maybe you'll do something that's different that you haven't done before, something creative. It will bubble up. It will tell you the one who is not busy has wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Wonderful suggestions to make your life rich and full and to offer activities that are really constructive and heartwarming as well. This talk is a little different than our usual talk, but it's important for today. Let's make today a beautiful day. I know we're hearing terrible stories, or very painful stories. But to drench ourselves in pain and fear will not help anyone else. The best way to help is to stay uplifted, positive, so that each moment can be relished and enjoyed. No one knows. We, we don't know ever how many moments we have to live, what's going to happen. We are always bathed in a sea of uncertainty. That is our very life. But now it's clearly so. Clearly so. And within that uncertainty, within that unknowingness, we live as fully and as lovingly and as deeply as we can. Let's not miss this precious day. Let's not worry about what tomorrow is bringing. Let's be here fully, fully today. As I said, not ignoring the facts. Yes, I mean, I'm sitting here and they're telling me, I'm healthy, don't worry. But in quarantine, I came from New York somewhere else. I want to respect the quarantine. My son is quarantining upstairs on the second floor of this house. It's quite an interesting, fascinating experience. Actually, I don't feel separate from anyone. And strangely, as I quarantine here alone, I feel more at one, believe it or not, with the whole world. I feel at one. I'm sitting a lot. I'm practicing. I'm staying in that place of centered oneness. As we've said many times in this practice, it's not what's going on in the outside world. It's our responses to it that make the difference. And that cannot be said often enough, again and again. That's why we do this practice again and again, day by day, breath by breath. It's very easy to get pulled off into real fear. It's easy. Maybe it's inevitable, but then we return again to our breath, to the moment, and to the sound of the rain today. Beautiful! It sounds beautiful hitting on the little wooden doorstep. 
contact me if you wish to. I'm a top speaker at yahoo.com. Be happy to communicate with you. Also, this website, as you know, for our Zen Wisdom Today podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. Join us, listen in. There are many, many, many other episodes on the same page. I wish each of you strength, health, and a beautiful day. A beautiful day. Find the one who is not busy, who doesn't have to run around. Just sit down and let that one emerge (laughs) and make your day wonderful today. Thank you for listening. This is Brenda Shoshana, Eshin, whatever you want to call me, Spy. And I'll be back very soon. Bye-bye.